to another episode of I Respectfully Disagree Podcast, episode 122. 22. Man, got C in the building with me, man. Welcome back, dog. Appreciate the man. So, fourth time now? Is it? I thought it was more than that. I think it's my fourth. I don't know. Look, you was here for episode 100. Right. So, we are, we 22 in now, 22 yeah. past that. So, it's like climbing on up the ladder. First time using the camera, so hopefully everything turns out how I want it. But uh, today's episode, man, uh, we're going to talk about money management, some financial uh, advice. Uh, shout out to Javon. He sent me a message. He's been following the podcast, always giving me good feedback, suggestions, and things like that. Definitely appreciate you. So he uh, shot me a message. And he's like, on your next episode, could you give financial advice, whether it's how to stack bread or any any game on that topic? So that's when I reached out to you mm-hmm. because we've had several conversations, whether it's uh, saving money, goals, things like that, investing. And I'm like, what what better person to have this conversation with? Now, I do want to add I'm not here to give financial advice in terms of trying to teach people how to do this and do that. Because at the end of the day, uh, you got to have money to to teach money. And I ain't that far in life yet. But me neither. I, I will share some of the things that has helped me get through life and get to the point where I am now. And I think I've said this on the podcast before. I've said this to several people. I don't like talking about money. Mm -hmm. So this is going to be a new kind of task for me trying to figure it out and say things from my perspective and hope that people understand it from my perspective. But the whole concept of money, I hate talking about it because it brings some of the nastiest traits out of people. Right. Because that's, that's the thing. Like money rules the world. When you start talking like that, people are willing to do any and everything for money. So before we dive in and I give some of my tips and pointers, um, floor is yours, man. I guess with me personally, like when it comes to money in general, and I, and I understand what you're saying, like early, you know, in my younger years, talking about money was very uncomfortable. Yeah. Probably because I didn't understand how to manage it. You know what I'm saying? And once you don't know how to manage money, you around people who knows how to manage their money better, and they're talking about the things that they're doing or being able to do, it makes you uncomfortable, right? Um, Very. And sometimes a lot of us learn from our environment. You, know? you look, you hit it on the head already. You know, Go ahead. And, and that's pretty much how it starts. It starts with your environment. Um, and as you get older, you learn new ways of being better and, how to use it, you know, rich dad, poor dad, you know, you spending your money, are you working for money? Or are you going to let your money work for you? Exactly. You know? So that's a good starting point right there. And just to, to piggyback off of that, it's like for me, kind of similar to rich dad, poor dad. If y'all have never read that, he actually put me on it. Amazing book. And even reading it, it's like I was able to use so many different situations from the author and compare it to my upbringing and what I saw. But that's where I was going with that. It's like, I didn't come from a lot of money. Everybody assumed we had money because I came to school, I had on Jordans and had all this and that. And I think that's some of the stigma or stereotype right. that that comes with our culture. People see material things and naturally equate it to wealth. But the thing with that is, and like this is one of my first little pointers or tips, and I have it written down here, is setting goals. And I learned that at an early age because, like I said, I didn't come from money. My mother, rest in peace, we live check to check. So I watched her write down all of her bills or her expenses for the entire month. And she's like, on this check, I'm going to pay ABC. On the next check, 
EF whatever. Mm -hmm. And she balanced it all out. And then at the end of it, she put how much money she was going to bring home from her check and how much money all the bills totaled up to. And then you balanced the difference. And to this day, that's how I operate. So I plan my paychecks weeks in advance to where I'm like, okay, once I take care of this bill and this bill, this is what's left. Once I take what's left, this is how much it usually takes to get me to my next paycheck. Now this is what's left. This is what I can play with. This is where I can get my Jordans or my LeBrons or whatever I want to do. And it doesn't interfere with my priorities. And I think a lot of people don't grasp that concept. Once you take care of all your responsibilities first, you can play with whatever's left. Mm -hmm. Where some people get paid, oh, I got to go buy the liquor for the night. Oh, I got to go buy me a new outfit for the club. Got to go do this and do that. You wake up the next day, damn, I forgot to pay the cable. Damn, I'm short. Mm -hmm. Oh, I forgot about the light bill. Hey, see, man, you don't mind, dog. You cash out me $50. <laughs> it's like, like, nah, man, I don't. Take care of your responsibilities first. And then after you're done with that, you don't owe nobody nothing. Right. Now, if I go spend all my money buying LeBrons and I'm broke till I get paid again, that's on me. But at the end of the day, I don't owe nobody. True. And that's the principle that I, I live. Like, I hate asking for stuff, and I hate feeling like I owe somebody something. And it's the worst feeling. I feel like you owe somebody something. Man. And it's like, take care of your business. You ain't got to worry about that. And just like for me anyway, with uh, like you said, just going to buy the shoes or the alcohol or whatever, I used to struggle with that instant gratification, the fear of missing out. You know what I'm saying? Like even back when I was at EKU, I can I remember vividly. EKU, New Pride Jordans come out. I drive from Richmond, Kentucky, back to Louisville. Go pay $132.50 for the days. <laughs> go back broke. Facts. Yeah, faithfully. Facts. But I had those J's, though. Exactly. You know That's you know my hashtag. Got them J's, you know though. And, and that used to be the way to do it, right? You know, well, not the way to do it, but sometimes we get so caught up in the instant, instant gratification where I look, I look like money. Exactly. But you check my bank account, it's like, uh-oh, I got to go work and work in the intramurals. I'm working part-time at the hospital, at UK hospital, and I'm depending on that check, you know. Or, exactly. Or even when I used to live in a townhouse with my friends, it's crazy to think about this now that we basically spent our, our uh, rent three ways. I was only paying two sixteen a month. I'll, I'll pray for that right now. You know what I'm saying? I, I would love to have that right now. Right. You know what I'm saying? So. But like I said, as I progress, you know, you learn. But I, I think for me, for me, well, I know it really, it honestly took me to work my first job outside of college to really understand the poor decisions I used to make with money. And mm -hmm. my first job outside outside of college was I was a debt collector. Ooh. I was a debt collector. I had credit card debt. Mm -hmm. I had a credit card that I already charged off. Okay. You know what I'm saying? But then here I am working every day, calling people on an automatic dollar. Chris calling for your serious credit card. Can you pay today? Nope. They can't pay, you know. Mm -hmm. And here I am asking them questions because my calls are being recorded. I have to ask the tough you have questions. To ask. You know, when can you make the payment? You know, I know you like three months behind. Mm -hmm. You got a friend and family you can borrow from. These are questions we got to ask people. And like right. you said, talking about money is uncomfortable. And Super I, uncomfortable. And, and, you know, here I am getting cussed out every day. But then it dawned on me, like, okay, you know what? It just doesn't feel right. I got to get my situation in order, though, too. You know what I'm saying? So just for the first few years of my life, you know, well, my first few years after college, you know, just trying to make better decisions with money, paying off, paying down my debt, mm -hmm. and stuff like that. But for me, moving into the whole recession and stuff, probably the last, what, two and a half years is when I really got into the whole concept of investing. Yeah, and we we definitely gonna touch on that because so, I I me and you have had several conversations to the point to where you have kind of pushed me in that direction, but there's still a lot that I don't understand, mm -hmm. and we'll elaborate on that here in a few because even with that, it's like, in my opinion, you still have to devote time into that and be willing to learn. Mm -hmm. 
be willing to kind of take some losses here and there as you figure it out and just keep grinding until you get it because you put me on to so many people via social media and I'm looking at some of their success uh, success stories and things like that. And it's like, oh, I, I made 25000 in three hours. Mm-hmm. And this, and I'm like, yeah. I got to get there. But going back to some of the things that you said, because you were you were absolutely correct. And again, I don't I don't want to paint this picture that I have all my ducks in a row because I don't. But going back to you saying, you know, like I went and got the new J's and then came back home. I was broke. Broke. I struggled with that for the longest. And that's why I tell people it's like. Think about what I just said. I took care of all my priorities. In my mind, I don't owe nobody nothing. So I go splurge and go buy the new J's or buy whatever I want. But I don't take in consideration what if an emergency happens. Right. Uh, gas. Right. Food. Mm-hmm. True story. I was in college and I was working on campus, uh, summer conference housing. I finally got my first car. And as soon as we got our first paycheck, I went and bought a brand new CD player for the car, put two 12s in the trunk, bought all this stuff, went to uh, uh, Best Buy, had them installed, it had done all of this. And at that time, I didn't realize that, okay, you swipe your debit card, depending on where you're at, the money's going to sit on there for two or three days. And then they take it. Mm-hmm. So I'm swiping, 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 thinking that the money, oh, I check my balance. Like, oh, I'm good. Like, I got this and that. <laughs> Put this in there, da, 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 da. Monday morning came. I go to check my account, and I was in the negative. I'm freaking out. Like, oh, my God, da, 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 da. I can't call home because they didn't have that kind of money for me to just be like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Here. I had to borrow it from one of my coworkers to get my account out of the negative. Because, you know, every day it's a fee fee or whatever. And clear up until that next pay period, I felt like I'm working just to give my money back to this person. And I'm still going to be technically in the hole. You know what I'm saying? Because I'm never going to recover from this stupid decision. But I was beating down the block, though. You heard me coming. (laughs) And that's what I'm saying. It's like... A part of money management, in my opinion, A, setting goals. I have it written here. Paying your bills on time. Building credit. Mm -hmm. And I also have here, and this is something that I'm just now starting to figure out on my own. Having multiple pots. And what I mean by that is establish your whatever your bank account is. Here's where I pay my bills from, do this and do that. Set up another account. Anytime I have extra money left out of my paycheck, here I'm going to put $25 in this account. Let it build. Let it build. And then another thing that I've been doing, and I think a lot of people may not pay attention to it, but it's like when you carry cash, most people don't carry cash, but when you carry cash and you go into a store, just say you go in the Speedway, you give them a 20. Most of the time you're going to get a bunch of change back, a couple of dollar bills, Mm -hmm. five or 10 or something. I'll take the 10 and the five, put in my wallet, Take the $1 bills. Look, don't nobody try breaking my damn car. <laughs> Put the dollar bills in my armrest. I take all the quarters. I keep it in a jar here in the house. So for the last two or three years, I let this jar fill up oh, wow. with quarters. And I had Angelina go cash it in not too long ago. And it was like 300 some dollars just in quarters. Where it's like you don't even think about it. Right. But it's like you just... Throw it in there. Right. Or if I'm out at the store, damn, I got to grab something. Guess what? I got a couple dollars. Mm-hmm. And it's like you don't even have to go into your regular bank account if you just set up little nest eggs or something. It's how I, it's, that's how I view yeah. it. 
Or it's like, okay, the new LeBron's getting ready to come out. Let me go check my other account. Oh, you know what? I can pull something out of there. And it's like just training your mind to not leave all your eggs in one basket, if that makes sense. And once you do it, honestly, consistently, it become your norm first. And then, two, it, it's actually super easy. Like, I realized not even investing all my money into, like, the stock market, like, through option trading mm-hmm. and how much money I've actually lost. You know what I'm saying? And it, I'm, I've lost over, like, $15,000. But but not at one time, though. You know what I'm Bruh. saying? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But at the same time, it's like, it lets me, like, God, Lee, you know, I can save this money. It, it lets you know how easy it is to really save money. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So even when you talk mm-hmm. about that or I think you mentioned credit cards, like, uh, kind of going back to you swiping your debit card, you know, a lot of people don't even understand the difference between your due date on the credit card and the day that it reports to the credit bureau. And look, I, shit, you, you telling me something that I don't know. You know what I'm saying? Because, like, I've been in a situation like that before early in life where it's like, cool, let's say I had $1,000 on my credit card, uh, available credit, and I go spend $500 on it or something. But I pay the 200 on the due date. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? So basically, I open up what? Uh, help me out. Uh, eight hundred. You know, or, or no, seven hundred, whatever or available credit. But if I go spend another two, three hundred dollars within that the next day or so, even though I pay, I paid on time, it reports to the credit bureau probably about what four to seven days after the due date. Yeah, that's what impacts your credit score. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. So it's just just understanding those small details when it comes to. What you do? It's basically as long just understanding how to use things to your advantage. Facts. That's what it comes down to. And we'll stick right there, which is you know what I'm saying. It, it's all similar to what I have written down here, but that's why I said learning to pay your bills on time because it matters. Like we get into that, oh, I'll, I'll pay it. Uh, there's a grace period, right? Two or three day grace period, right. and it's like, nah, bro, because. When I sat down to get my second vehicle, that's when I found out we was pregnant with twins. We needed an SUV, and I get ready to go apply for a loan through my bank. They pull up my whole entire payment history, cable bills, cell phone, everything. It has an X or a green check right. for every month that I made on time or was late. And then that's how I found out that um, that's when I had my own apartment and me and my wife was getting ready to move in together. And I was like, oh, man, I ain't worried about that cable bill. I didn't pay it at all. We moved in, opened up a new line of uh, cable under her name, whatever. Fast forward seven or eight years later, I'm here trying to get a bigger vehicle uh, I'll show you, you, uh, what's the term? Um, delinquent? Yeah. Delinquent. It's been reported to a credit bureau. Look, you might have been one of the people calling me, man. <laughs> now call for serious credit cards. <laughs> Home Depot. But it was like, we can't even start business with you until you clear up all this. And I had some other things that I was just like, man, I'm not paying it. I don't care. Catch me. If you want your money, catch. come find me. Right. Not realizing that later on in life, all of that caught up to me. So I had to go back and pay all of that stuff off mm-hmm. first just to see if I qualified for what it is that I was trying to do. And from that very moment moving forward, that's when I realized I don't want nothing outstanding in my name. Yeah. So I feel like that's important. That's why I'm saying pay your bills on time because it it matters. Even when it came down to us purchasing our first home and things like that. I, I wanted to make sure I had all my ducks in a row. So when I sit down, I know for a fact there's nothing that those people across the table from me can right. show me that's like going to prevent me from getting what it is that I want in life. It's like just do what you need to do so you can do what you want to do. That's that's, Ooh. It. that's, it. that's what I do every day now. I do what I need to do so I can do what I want to do. I like that. I like that. So look, real quick, man, Let me let me play something here. I didn't show it. I didn't uh, send it to you or nothing for a reason. I just want to hear your your natural reaction. All right. 
the highest form of value? Everybody said money. I was like, money's important. I was like, it's not even your top five, though. He's like, what? I was like, no, nah, it's not your top five. I said, if I say I give you a million dollars a day, but you got to die tomorrow, which one you want? I say, so time more than money. If I say I give you a million dollars a day, but you got to be sick for the rest of your life, you want it? So health is more than money. Well, if I say I give you a million dollars a day and your mama got to die tomorrow, you want it? No. So relationships are more than money. So finances is not the highest form of compensation. Fulfillment is. And if you can get fulfilled on the outside, it becomes easier to get money on the, uh, fulfilled on the inside, it becomes easier to get money on the outside because you're not chasing the bag, you're chasing purpose. And when you catch purpose, you get the bag. So when I heard perfect. that, I was just like, man, this is going to be perfect for this episode, man. Yeah. Because I told you, I don't like the concept of money. Mm -hmm. And I said that in the beginning, yeah. and that's why I'm saying it's like, when you hear that, and if I need to play it again, just let me know. Like, do you agree or disagree? How do you feel about what you just heard? First things first. I think it's important to define what type of life you want to live. I'll start there. Okay. And then you got to ask yourself, okay, what does that require? Right. So, so, so for me, you and I had this conversation about the stock market, you know, you've always said, you know, I'm not trying, it's not about the money. It's not about money. It's not about the money. I know it's not to me. It's about time freedom. You know, okay. what I'm saying? I want to be able to wake up every single day and do what I want to do on my time. That's my goal. Like it's, it's, but it, it's, I need money, but that's where being able to learn how to invest my money, where my money's working for me, doing the work while I'm enjoying my life. You see what I'm saying? Absolutely. So I understand, like, money, money, I think money is the root of all evil, and money can make people do nasty things, you know, and harm people, whatever. But at the end of the day, it's like you need money for, for survival, but I think at the end of the day, you just got to figure out what type of life you want. And I'm, when I say when I say it like that, I'm not talking about I want to live lavish. I just want to be able to wake up in the morning, go to the gym, hang out with y'all, see family, own my time, and not feel like I got to go work two to three jobs to stay afloat. Just to stay afloat. Absolutely. You know. And that's that's perfect. And when I hear that that clip and I think about the term fulfillment, like, all I can think about is my mother. Mm -hmm. And I've said this before on this podcast. I know for a fact it's like I watched her work every single day just to make ends meet, just to make sure we had some form of of food and resources and things like that. And, like, I'm not, I don't want to paint this picture and throw my father under the bus because that's not what I'm trying to do. My father was a part of our lives he was there, but understand my parents were never married. So a lot of the things that I saw, it was from a single mother perspective. So I was there watching her struggle to pay everything. And all she used to talk about is I can't wait till I'm able to retire. I'm tired of working. I'm tired of working. Unfortunately, she passed when she was 61 years old and she was getting ready to retire. And it's like, I watched her work her entire life, and she never really saw the fruits of her labor. So it's like, like you just said, you want to be able to do things and enjoy life mm -hmm. without that burden of, I can't miss work today. Right. Oh, man, I, I'll go on the next trip because I can't afford it right now. Where if we learn to train our minds to understand investing, ways to make your money work for you. Now, these are things that you've said to me. Then we can enjoy all of those things and not have to wait until we're 60, 70. Right. And you can enjoy those things in your early years of life. And that's... That's, a, again, another tip I have written here, and that's why when I heard that clip, it just kind of put me in a, in a place because I'm like, I don't care about money. Like, I know people who will work 
overtime, triple time. Oh, man, you get that bread. You got to get that bread. But it's like, when are you going to have time to enjoy it? Right. And I hate that feeling. I hate that feeling. Hold on real quick. Like, that's that's just a feeling that it's like, or for those that chase a position just for the money. And then when you get in that position, you hate your job. I did that in my last room. I refuse. I did that. I refuse. I did it. And then I was, I probably was on the verge of getting fired, too, because I remember I took the role. That was my last position. But my, my boss told me, she's like, you know, you don't got to be here. Like, it's been like three weeks. It's, you know, you can leave if you want to leave. But you got, you know, it's that corporate game, though, which also is another reason why it pushed me to learn more about investing, <laughs> whereas, like, I want to be in control of what I do. Seriously. Like, mm. it's just, it's just, it gives you that leverage. So when things don't go your way, it's not the end of the world. You know what exactly. I'm saying? Exactly. It's just the exactly. end of a, it's just it's just the end of a room or a door that you in. You know what I'm saying? That's how I look at right. it. Right. And I, I, I agree wholeheartedly. And it's like I've had several debates and conversations with people where it's like, Oh man, why would you turn that down when their starting salary is this or that? And it's like because if I continue to chase the dollar amount Okay, then this job offers something else. So here, pack up and leave. And you're constantly chasing the concept of money. Mm-hmm. Whereas I can get a position. I make enough money to take care of all my responsibilities. Right. I make enough money to take my family on vacation. Mm-hmm. Christmas and birthdays are satisfiable. And I keep my peace of mind. Right. I'm not selling myself short. For a dollar. And that's just, that's my logic. I'm not encouraging people. You look, you do whatever's best for you and your household. But it's like, I've always had that mindset. It's like, I want to be able to enjoy my money. I'm not working constantly just to give my money to everybody else. And I've had several people say to me, oh, man, you got all these sneakers. And I was saying, man, you must have money. That's wrong. Because I'm telling you, I planned for all of this. I planned ahead. Like, again, I work, take care of my responsibilities, and I've I've been able to balance and budget to where I can dip and dabble and play with it and buy some of the things that I enjoy in life. Mm-hmm. But now that I'm getting ready to touch 40 soon, I'll be 38 in two weeks. It's like now my mindset is not sneakers. Yeah. It's like investments. I want to dabble into real estate. And it's like, that's what me and my wife now talk about. How can we position ourselves financially to where now we're able to go do that? And then, like you said a few minutes ago, now you're letting your money work for you. If I invest in the real estate and I can flip properties or rent them out, when people pay their rent, they're paying my bills for me. Your bills. Because that's what our last place, that was such a salty feeling, and I'll never forget it. An elderly white man, again, I'm not trying to you know make it a race issue or nothing, but I'm, I'm putting emphasis on that because... The very first time it was time for us to pay our rent, he called me. Mm. You got my money? Swear. And that sat on my stomach. That was just a sour feeling. Not a, hey, good afternoon. How's it going? No, no. Like, I, I kid you not. Hello? Hey, this is Mr. Blank. You got my money. And I was just like, nah, man, this ain't it. Like, yeah. nah, this ain't it. Like. But then I kept saying to myself, it's like, shit, I want to get in a position that he's in. (laughs) Because at that point, you know, he was telling me how him and his wife are retired. They go take all these trips and this and that. And he just so happened to have like four or five houses in our neighborhood. Oh, wow. And I'm saying to myself, every first of the month, this is like a real life monopoly. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like Mr. Monopoly, man. And I was like. Shit, that's the key to life then. But, but you'd be surprised how real that game is. 
know what I'm saying? You know, just think, I know when I was younger playing that game, I never really grasped the concept of it, of owning everything and people being on your property or landing on your property, they owe you money. Yeah. You know, and what did you do for that? Nothing. You didn't work for it. They were just landing on your property. Yeah. So. Shout out to Peyton. I should whoop his ass when he get <laughs> home because Peyton used to kill us in that game, man. No lie. He like six years old. He was just buying stuff. I'm like, look, man, quit buying stuff. But then <laughs> after about two hours of playing it and we start landing on everything, Peyton had a whole stack full of money. And I was like, you're right. You're absolutely right. But real quick before we get into the investment thing, and then I'm going to turn the floor over. The floor is going to be completely yours. All of this kind of ties in because one thing that I have written here is learning to say no mm. and surrounding yourself around positive people. So real quick, what I mean by that is within the last year or two, you all invited me deeper into your circle. You always been in the circle. You I, just you, hear me you, out, you, though. Hear me out. Hear me out. <laughs> like, we've all known each other for years since we was in college and all of that. We go all the way back. But I'm saying that when I think about that, it's like, okay, even though I haven't seen a lot of my friends and stuff from back home, that's my inner circle. Gotcha. Okay. That's my circle I grew up in. Right. I go to college. I have a circle of friends but they're not that inner circle. It's only certain people you allow into your circle. If that makes sense. That makes a lot of sense. And it's like, y'all invited me in and we was going out, you know, having dinners and just sitting around talking, have a few drinks, whatever. But I'm sitting there listening to y'all's conversations and y'all are constantly shooting positive energy in each other's direction. Everybody's got something going on. And y'all are all supportive of it all. And I was coming home. I was telling my wife, I was telling you all the same thing. I was like, man, like, that's what I want to be around. Because now it's changing my mindset to where now I want to feel included. Mm -hmm. I want to be doing something in life to where now I feel comfortable sitting at this table and we can shoot ideas and bounce off of each other and do all of that. So that's what I mean by surrounding yourself around positive people because you all have set certain goals. Excuse me. I want to do this by a certain age, or I want to do that by a certain age. And those are things that I've never thought about. It never once crossed my mind. And that's why I'm saying it's like, that also is how you learn to manage money, surrounding yourself around people who have great ideas, who understand money, or they're having constant conversations about how to let your money make money for you. And then before you know it, you're sitting at a table amongst everybody that's doing the same thing. I don't know if you had a chance to watch the Drink Champs with Shaq yet. I haven't. I, I sent that to you because it just so happened to be playing. Like, I wasn't even watching it. I just walked in and it was already on. And Shaq was talking about how he first started learning about investments mm-hmm. and how... When he first got into the NBA, instead of him just giving his mom and dad a bunch of money like most people do when they come into millions of dollars, he set up a business to where his mom and dad were working for him. So they were on his payroll, and he can charge all of that to the business. So he was still able to give his mother, I think he said uh, 750k a year, gave his dad 500k a year, gave all of them company phones, to where he's paying for everybody's phone bills, but he's able to write all that off in taxes and things like that. And it's like being able to strategically set everybody up to win. Mm -hmm. And on top of that, you reap the benefits from it versus, Oh, I I just made it to the league. Mama finna buy you this house. Here's thousands for all my cousins. And then 20 years later, you don't have nothing. Right. So that's why I'm saying. It's like putting yourself around people who are able to help you succeed later on in life and also having the ability to say no, because as long as people know you got money, they're going to help you spend it. Of course. And you don't want to be that person. It's like, Oh, he done made it. And he done turned his back on everybody and this and that. But it's like, 
you didn't help me get it, but I'll be foolish to allow you to help me spend it. I'd rather show you how to get it. <laughs> exactly. So it's like, exactly. You know, I've been on, you know, AMA. You know, you ready, Adrian? I come through, you know, hey, I'll I, I show you the stock charts. Exactly. We've, look, you've told me that plenty of times. And that's where it's like, even I'm holding my own self accountable. As many times I've told you, man, I'm, I'm going to have to do some research. I'm going to have to do some that. I'll glance at it, push it to the side. It's boring. Push it to the side. <laughs> but like I said, we'll we'll start there. Perfect transition. The floor is yours, man. Stock market. What what turned you on to that? I'll start uh, there. January twenty twenty one. Uh I was on Twitter and I was just I use Twitter for music most of the time, just look at music or whatever. And I came across I think a uh someone shared a tweet. Uh, Wealth Squad Chris, you may know what it is. Like you might all know him. Mm-hmm. And he was just talking about investing and stuff like that. I was like, okay, it looks pretty interesting. You know, so I got on Robin Hood or whatnot. And at first when I started out, I was like trying to trade the traditional way, which you buy and you hold and you know, right. Hope the hope the stock price grows up. And then I got into option trading, which is more intense where you can make you can make a lot of money doing that. I'm laughing. I'm thinking about when you told me about this interview, my little situation that day where I lost, where I lost, a, <laughs> lost a little bit of money. But uh, and once you start getting into the whole investing, like for me, it was more so you see the benefit of it, where you can't stop because it's like once you build the consistency, and once you build the discipline, and once you show the patience that's needed, your life can change. You know Absolutely. what I'm saying? So it's it's, it's really about for me. It's just Back to the ebook, like I'm trying to buy my time through investing. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, just to give a good example, is that let's say I made it, just for example, let's say I made a thousand dollars every two weeks. So that's a hundred dollars a day. You know, I'm in a position now where I can make a hundred dollars in 15 minutes in the stock market a day. Mm-hmm. So by me being able to do that in 15 minutes or within an hour. I don't bought back seven hours of my time if I'm working eight hours at my job making a hundred dollars. Right. That's why to me investing is like it's crazy. But exactly. it takes it takes a lot of discipline and it takes a lot of patience. But once you learn, you're gonna lose money. But once you get you get good at it, it can it can really change your life and you start to see things differently. And that's where I'm at right now. So it's like, all right. So I remember that conversation when we was at the other house. We sat there in that basement and we talked for what probably a good two hours maybe. And I heard some of the things that, that you were saying and it stuck with me. And it's like whether you realize it or not, I'm sure you do. From the time we had that conversation to now, how much better you've gotten. Mm. Because I can base that on the conversations. Yeah, It's like, man, I sat down, I, I made this today, and I was able to look at this and look at that. And that's an accomplishment in its own self. And it's like, people don't realize the little milestones that you're making. And it's like, don't get discouraged. It's not going to happen overnight because that's the part I'm trying to realize. Yeah. It's like the way the economy is now, right now after COVID and all of this and that, correct me if I'm wrong. It's considered a bear market. Is that right? Yeah. Bear market. Yep. So some of the little things that I did invest in, it's like it hurts my soul because when I look at it, I'm like, man, I'm about six or seven hundred down. Yeah. And that's the part where it's just kind of like, all right, I ain't ready to put my my full concentration into that because it's like, like you said, you started out just your traditional yeah, buy, right. hold, yeah. this and that. And that's where I am. Yeah. Where I go on Instagram and I see different people who they're profiting off of this bear market. Right. And that's the benefit of doing option trading. You can make money if the market is going, if the market, if the market's in a bull market, which means it's going up, or if it's in a bear market where it's going down. And that's where I thrive off of because it's like, all right, you know, you know, I think the main thing is just being able to recharge. And I would encourage anybody, like, seriously, like, even if you don't even want to participate in the stock market, like, really, like, just look at the S&P 500, the SPY. That's basically mm-hmm. like the overall standard and poor companies, standard 500 standard and poor companies, whatever, within the market. And just look at the chart, on you know, just on the daily chart 
where it basically shows you it's a reflection of the economy. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's a reflection of what's going on right now. Mm-hmm. You know, where it, we can take it one step further. We had a conversation earlier where I was telling you about my boss. Uh, my boss is pretty much telling me that she's lost $30,000 in the past 10 days within her 401k. <sighs> you know, she's been at Humana for over 20 years. And she lost 30000 in 10 days. And I have, like, my one-on-one today. So we get on the phone. I tell her, I said, man, I said, I said I'm sorry. She said, what are you talking about? Because I do talk about the stock market amongst my coworkers, too. Okay. I said, so back in, um, back in, back in April, I think April the 1st, April 2nd or whatever this year, uh, if anybody that was involved, anybody that reads a, reads a chart could have saw that we was coming down. You know, so... I went into my 401k, my retirement, and I changed my contribution. You know, I was mm-hmm. doing 6% where the company would match 6%. I dropped it already right. under 1%. So I haven't lost no money. So you smart because, look, that's a conversation we should have been <laughs> and had right. together because I'm telling you, like, I when the pandemic first started, um, it was a few people that made mention of it. And I remember they sent out an email telling people not to panic and blah, blah, blah. But again, I'm one of them people out of sight, out of mind. I never paid attention to it. And I was like, you know what, man, let me see what everybody talking about. Because people was like for real panicking. Yeah. And I checked mine and mine at that point in time was like down 13,000. And I'm like, well, I don't mess with it. No way. It is what it is. If it's something there when I leave here, fine. If it ain't, whatever. But then I started understanding the importance and how that is all impacted by the economy, by the stock market, yeah. by this and that. And then when we had that conversation today, I went and looked, and I was like, man, my eyes got big because my contribution is 8%. Mm. And this whole entire time, I'm sitting there saying to myself, I never looked at it, I never checked yeah. it. But I, you look at that chart. <laughs> It's just like, <laughs> and all of it just heading down. I was just like, man. So that's one of them things where it's like, that's why I brought him on here because it's like, these are the conversations that we have. You know, we're at the gym working out or when we're at the little dinners or whatever. And I don't want you to feel like it's falling on deaf ears. Understand that I'm listening to you. I'm just trying to figure out what's the best way for me to insert myself into that life without feeling like I'm risking something. And what I mean by that is I don't want to go in by, Hey honey, <laughs> I took two grand and I put it here and this and yeah. that trying to turn it and flip it. And it's going to do this and do that. And then for, you know what you lost it all or it's in the red and this and that. And it's like strategically figuring out how to wrap yourself into that. And that's why with the whole crypto thing, it's a new concept that I still don't understand. Yeah. But I was willing to take a leap and I put a lot of money into mm-hmm. that. To me, six or seven hundred dollars is a lot of money. Yeah. And fast forward, it's been about a good two years now, and it really hasn't turned. It hasn't done anything. So that's why I've been hesitant to like I'm going full throttle, even though I see yourself, some of the social media people mm-hmm. that's like Full throttle. I made twenty five thousand today in three hours. I can't wait till I make twenty five thousand today. <laughs> twenty five thousand in three hours, and it's like you see where different people are predicting this is gonna drop today, and then that prediction hits. Boom! I won. You know, I ain't gonna say one. That's the wrong term. I whatever whatever term it is. Yeah. I made thirty seven hundred just off of that. Scrolled over on the pages. I made fifty seven hundred predicting this one and that, and it's like. Going back to the original conversation, that's why I said learning how to take your money and put it in multiple areas to where you're not drawing from your life savings. Right. I got pots that I can play with. This is my sneaker pot. This is my investment pot. This is my take the family on a trip pot. And as long as you're able to balance and do all of that, like you said earlier, you're able to enjoy life and not feel that pressure of, damn, if I go to Disney World this weekend, I ain't going to be able to pay my mortgage when I get right. back. And that's a lot of the things that we were faced with 
growing up and even me in college, it's like, I can't go out this weekend. I can't go to TSU homecoming or do this and do that. No spring break trips in college. None. None. I was afraid of being broke by taking a trip when I was already broke. (laughs) So, you know, when y'all have conversations about going to Panama or Miami, I was at my mom's house. I was home for those breaks. And it's crazy, but, you know, that was one of the things where that's when I used to overthink everything anyways. But, hell, that's discipline if you really want to think about it. But I was still – I didn't have the I didn't have the money. What do you mean? Yeah, <laughs> what do you mean? Discipline, yeah. I don't think it's discipline. I think it's, it's like, man, you know what? I ain't going. <laughs> you know, I ain't got the money. You know, I could have used my what, residual check, what they call it, residual check, whatever, yep. and go, but – I didn't want to be broke. I went to Burlington, bought me some academics. That was a day. Look, I think we all went there. But you know what? I'm glad you said it. And after this, we done. The residuals. Mm-hmm. That's what helped me as well. Because when I got to college, I was on a full scholarship. Everything's paid for. So I'm sitting here waiting for all this to come back. Not realizing that you got to be in, like, you in school for almost a month before right. all that stuff right. cleared. You got to wait till the check clear first. (laughs) So I'm on campus and I barely had enough to just do what I needed to do because I wasn't working or nothing like that. You know what I'm saying? My parents gave me a little bit of money, but hey, y'all, we going out tonight. There's a party here. Let's go here. Let's go there. And I'm just sitting there like, oh, hell. But then once those residuals hit, it's like, okay, I got 7,000 to last me from now until Christmas, but technically you got to say into January, closer to February, because now you know it ain't going to hit right away. Right. And I learned to balance my money that way. And then once I figured that out, I was having the time of my life. I was able to get sneakers, clothes, tricking and doing everything (laughs) that I wasn't supposed to be doing. And, but that's the thing. It's like learning to, balance your money yeah and that's why you know that's where we're gonna leave it at because i think this was an amazing conversation and again i hope this helps you bro i said you reached out you wanted us to touch on and talk on it and i can only share it from my perspective and that's why i said a lot of people see some of the material things that i have and they automatically assume that i'm of wealth and that's far from the truth so don't ever think that just learn to set goals, balance your money. Like I said, learn to say no. Sometimes you don't have it. I mean, you might have it, but I don't have it to give, if that makes sense. A lot of sense. You know, people might be mad at you. Hey, let me borrow this and that, da 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 But, like, I've had several conversations with other people. It's like, okay, I'm coming to everybody in their time of need, But now when I need it, who can I turn to? Right. And I had to learn that the hard way myself. So don't be afraid to say no. I mean, of course you want to help people. And if you get into this stock market like he's talking about, you can help everybody. Yeah, but I think, though, not to cut you off, but, like, the stock market is, is foreign to a lot of people. So it's like my only advice is simple. It's just look at a stock chart. You know what I'm saying? You can go out there and tradingview.com. You can go to investing.com and just pull up the S&P 500. That's one ETF. Just look at that. Don't even look at the other 2,000 individual stocks out there. Shout out to Charles because yeah, Charles is Charles, always talking about S&P 500. Yeah, look at the S&P 500 and just and just look at it. Like you, You'll see candlesticks. You can have line charts, whatever, and just learn how to read a chart. Then you can learn how to profit off that and understand that the stock market moves based off what's going on in the economy. Mm-hmm. So if you if you're somebody who likes to educate yourself on world news, that's perfect. Pay attention to world news and make money off your knowledge. It's like it's like anything in the world. But you know what? And I don't want to get too sidetracked because this is going to lead to a whole another conversation. I know it, but I feel like that's the beauty in all of this, and it shows that times are changing because. 20 or 30 years ago, not to, not to throw people into this big pot. So I'm prefacing my statement ahead of time, but 
African Americans wouldn't be willing to do that. Yeah. In my opinion. And that's why I feel like still to this day, we are not able to teach our kids about the stock market and about the economy because none of our elders took a part in that mm-hmm. where now those times are changing. Right. All this knowledge and stuff that you're soaking up, you're able to pass that down, yeah. which creates generational wealth. It creates a mindset. Oh, this is easy. Yeah. I can go out here and get this money to where now you have teenagers that's taking, oh, uh, mom and dad gave me a hundred grand for graduation. I took that hundred grand and turned it into a business. And I took that and turned it into this and that. And then by 25, they're millionaires. I follow kids right now that are millionaires that are in high school. That's what I'm saying is they have the keys to success. And for a long time, in my opinion, there was that gap. And that's, that's the difference in all of this. I know a lot of uh, racism and all of that stuff exists. But at the same time, now I feel like some of that is closing. We have access yeah. to the information. We have access to gain all this knowledge to where now we can start putting this information into our kids and train them to have that mindset. It's how you, well, we got the resources. It's how you're using the resources. Exactly. That's it. Exactly. That's why I wanted to tell. I know it's, it was hard to explain it how it's in my head, but I'm I'm hoping it makes sense. Yeah. But great conversation, man. And I, I am with this. Don't be afraid to delay gratification. If you know what's coming for you, because I know what's coming for me. Like, I know. I do. You know, I feel it. So it's like, so with that being said, just be a year, 12 months, 15 months, or nothing, man. Just, there it is. Stay focused. Seriously. There it is. So, like I said, man, hopefully this this conversation helps helps you, Javon, helps whoever's listening. Um, y'all know the routine, man. Follow the Instagram page. Subscribe to the YouTube channel. Hit the like, thumbs up, comment. I see C got the shirt on today. Shout Who on, did man. you help win? Who did you help win today? Shout out Dante with the established hat. I see all the gear. Uh, big homie. Uh, the chosen few hoodies. Brian Gang. Shout out Brian Gang. And until we meet again, man. Appreciate, appreciate your time, you, bro. Appreciate it, man. Good stuff, man. We out. Ass toasted. No competition. I'm Nisha Coastal.